1: this is john dorsey co-executive producer of superhuman public radio and the voice of ethan schwartz i wanted to talk to you about a new sponsor of spr the series is called the white vault a horror audio drama set in a remote arctic outpost and the records of the team sent to repair the station now if you're fans of hp lovecraft's at the mountains of madness this show is for you now this series is complete. So if you're looking for something with a definitive end, check them out today. Find them on your favorite podcasting app or at thewhitevault.com. Now, onto the show.
2: This is SPR.
3: The body of beloved 40 superhero Uncle Sam was found frozen in ice this week. Researchers have said that Uncle Sam's physical augmentations may be responsible for his miraculous survival in freezing conditions for almost 18
0: hours before he eventually succumbed to the effects of hypothermia.
2: That was Fiona Vaughn reporting from SPR Anchorage.
0: Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. School board meetings across the country have been flooded by Norm Corps members posing as concerned parents. The following is from a meeting in Mendocino County, California.
4: I want you to tell me how my child can be safe going to school with a ticking time bomb!
5: Miss, this is a meeting about rehabbing our soccer fields. Do you have any questions about that?
4: I don't
6: think they should be playing sports either. They have an unfair advantage. Uh, Speedsters!
4: Strengthsters! Laser-eyedsters!
5: Does your kid even go to our school, miss?
4: You cannot silence us! We are the fragile majority and we will be catered to. (laughs) Don't you touch me, I'm filming this. I have several followers
6: on Twitter, several.
0: This woman, Mallory Bainball, has been leading protests advocating for supers to be banned from public schools throughout the region. She has announced a campaign for US Congress and has been endorsed by several normcore friendly politicians.
2: That was Wenling Chen reporting from Washington. It's 75 degrees here in Paradise City. Now, these American supers.
1: From QSPZ Baltimore, it's These American Supers.
5: I'm Ethan Schwartz.
7: Are you tired of the endless cycle of villainy?
5: It's like a snake eating its own tail. And I will unleash it on Miami as soon as I am free.
7: (sighs) At Dr. Fungo's Rehab Center for the Criminally Insane, we aim to treat the underlying causes of your supervillainy so that you and your loved ones can enjoy a happier, less evil life. Dr. Fungo's, healing iniquity with dignity. Use offer code CrayCray for a 5% discount on your stay-stay.
1: Dr. Fungo's is only one of many for-profit facilities that have marketed themselves as the cure for villainy. You may recognize names like Shady Acres, Flip Flops, or Macra. In fact, supervillain rehabilitation is one of the fastest growing fields of therapy within the United States. It is a multi billion dollar industry. But with supercrime numbers on the rise, we at the program began to wonder does it really work? Act 1 The Rogue's Roulette.
6: Welcome to Dr. Fungo's Rehab Center for the Criminally Insane. I'm Jenny, and I'm insanely interested in helping you today. Hi, Jenny. I'm looking for my daughter, Leela. Leela Warnhouse. She's seven feet tall, red skin, blue hair, sparks shoot from her fingertips sometimes. You can't miss her.
1: This is Dottie Warnhouse. Her daughter, Leela has been in and out of rehab facilities since 2018.
6: Oh, I'm sorry. We can't divulge that information as that's a HIPAA violation. But if you have a request, you can call our corporate helpline. <laughs> I've already called corporate and they confirmed that I am on her permission list. Can you check?
1: In that time, Dottie has become intimate with the way these facilities operate.
6: Ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm not authorized. Yes, you are. If you have her file open, just scroll down to the special authorizations and you will see my name. I have an email right here from the courts. Ma'am, if you keep raising your voice, I'm going to have to call security. Call whoever you want. I am seeing my daughter. Leela? You here? Lila!
5: Miss, you need to calm down. Don't make me use the tranquilizers.
6: You aren't authorized to use them on me. I am allowed to be here. She's resisting. I will go to the DSS over.
1: Dottie was held for five hours. During that time, the director of the facility was able to confirm that Lila wasn't there. We caught up with Dottie at a local diner once the Tranks wore off.
6: They promise more miracles than a tent revival preacher. Same tricks, too. Build you up, say you're healed, and then send you out into the world a few dollars poor. Every time she gets out, Leela tells me, this time it will be different, Ma. I'm on the straight and narrow. A month later, she'll be back in the lair. You think it'd be easy for me to keep track of a giant red woman, but every time she's caught by one of these spandex freaks, she winds up at a different facility.
1: I'm sorry, don't these places keep records? Sure. And how many rehab facilities do you think Leela's been in over the years?
6: Eleven. No. Twelve. Twelve. Wow. Twelve.
1: In three years, that's normal.
6: (laughs) Between you, me, and your listeners, I think if any of these places wanted her to get better, they wouldn't trade her around like a gosh-darn baseball card.
1: Leela is one of many villains in what's known in the industry as the rogues roulette. See, most rehab centers are for-profits, and every villain they treat unlocks large grants and federal funding. This has turned these wayward souls into potential payouts for the right person, or, in a lot of ways, the wrong one.
3: As you can imagine, I have quite the Rolo decks of evildoers. And a number of ingenious ways to trap them in goo.
1: That's Phobos Marina, former accomplice to a number of villains, including show favorite, Dr. Insano.
3: Dr. Insano is my favorite, of course. I still see him. Granted, he's usually encased in goo. He's quite the reliable repeat offender.
1: Phobos is what's known as a rogue's broker. She uses her underworld connections to bring villains to rehab centers for, quote-unquote, treatment. Think bounty hunter, rather than social worker.
3: And business is going.
1: So, do any of your old contacts make it out of the system?
8: Not for long. However much I try to change, I always seem to end up back here, don't I?
1: We caught up with Dr. Insano himself at Dr. Fungo's rehab center for the Criminally Insane in Sunrise, Florida.
8: It's hard to find satisfying work. I have three masters, two PhDs, and a most vaunted poster from the FBI. Any job I'm qualified for, now I'm a security risk. You're a security risk. You're a security risk. Ha! <laughs> Little did they know I had been purged of my desire for world domination. Set out to live this simple life and show them all how Content, I could be!
2: <laughs>
1: but then you've ended up back here, what, seven times?
8: Still need to pay the bills eventually. Do you know the definition of insanity?
1: To try the same thing over and over and expect different results.
8: Yavol. Yeah, well. Every time I come back, it's the same program. The same doctors, the, the, the same motivational posters, the same thing again and again and again. So, what? Do we think Dr. Fungo is mad himself? Or. They're not designed to work.
1: Dr. Madison McGrath is one of the leading experts in supervillain rehabilitation. She runs a private. Nonprofit profit facility in Somerville, West Virginia.
3: Most facilities aren't interested in best practices. They get paid per occupant, and that's as far as their interests go.
1: And this leads to the high recidivism rates that we've seen.
3: Unless villains are in a facility that teaches them to use their powers, their incredible intellects for good, how are they ever supposed to truly reform? You know, villains who genuinely want to change, they get burnt out. And they already distrust the system. These for-profit facilities, they, they make it worse.
1: Isn't there government oversight DSS regulations?
3: The government only wants the bad guys off the streets. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care about their sense of self-worth.
1: Then what about the heroic Legion?
0: Don't- the
3: Legion? The Legion runs almost all the villain rehab centers in the country. You wouldn't know it because, you know, they don't put their name on them. Fungos, Flip Flops, pork, all of these places, government funded, Legion owned.
1: Doesn't the Legion have the greatest interest in seeing these places work? If
3: you're asking me whether the Legion wants a world without villains, I'd still say follow the money.
1: At this point, we reached out to Love, the Legion office of villain engagement. They have not replied. However, we did hear back from someone unexpected.
7: This time, I actually think it's going to be better.
1: This is Leela, the once-missing daughter of Dottie Warnhouse, who we met in our
7: intro. I didn't even know there were places like this.
1: By luck, she had ended up at Dr. McGrath's program in West Virginia.
6: Oh, I'm just so happy you're all right. I'm okay, Ma. I, I really am.
1: This is your 13th run at rehab? Lucky number 13.
6: We can call it 14, like the hotels do
1: and you feel that Dr. McGrath is helping. Oh
7: yeah, it's way different. We focus on behavior, patterns, and what I can do to avoid triggers. It's not all that positive affirmation junk. Some of the centers I've been in, hell, they basically send you off with a getaway driver. Not this time. Not this time. This time it'll be different. This time it'll stick. How? I don't know. But it will.
1: While researching this story, one thought kept coming to mind. Some of these villains chose to do evil, some had it thrust upon them. But they have one thing in common they are all trying to break the cycle in a world that just won't let them. Since this recording, Dr. McGrath and Leela have been meeting weekly. Leela has begun to train as a counselor for at risk supers. Once she's released, the facility will provide job placement support and remote counseling sessions. Dr. Insano is eligible for release again later this month. Phobos Marina is right behind him. We'll be back with part two of our program, The Human Cost.
7: Support for SPR comes from Soul Secure. We're all afraid of identity theft, but what about when your sense of identity is erased? That's why we founded Soul Secure, a state-of-the-art mind duplication service. In case your mind is wiped by science or magic, Soul Secure's patented identity backup uploads directly into your empty brain matter. It'll be as if nothing ever happened. This copy is a perfect replica of your consciousness. And while you may wonder what the self is and whether this new version is the authentic you and what is life and death, what is the soul, don't. Soul Secure. Don't worry about it.
0: Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. Spendexo CEO Jake Bindle held an impromptu conference at the Ritz Crackers Manufacturing Plant in Prince George's, Maryland, urging customers not to use steel traps protective ring.
2: You know what they're saying? What everyone's saying they're trying to steal your DNA. Well, they are stealing your DNA. It's the government making the doppelgangers, raising the corporate tax rates, criminalizing private zoos, taking your freedom, the, the, the ring. That's how they're gonna get you. Open your minds. I have thousands of terabytes of evidence of this international scheme to steal your freedom and liberty. All the evidence you need. Mr. Bindle? Yes, Jenny. Can we see it? No. No.
0: Jake Bindle has since gone into hiding. Stock in Spandexo plunged 9% following the conference, but has since rebounded.
2: That was Wenling Chen reporting from Washington. It's 74 degrees here in Paradise City. And now back to These American Supers.
1: Welcome back to These American Supers. I'm Ethan Schwartz. I've never thought of this as a news program. If anything, this show is the opposite, dedicated to pursuing stories that don't make headlines. However, the secrets we uncovered while producing this segment cannot be ignored. This wasn't the story we thought we were going to run this week, but we had one discovery that changed everything and will change everything. In act one, we looked at the villain rehab system and in act two, we looked towards those villains that society deems incurable those who for a lack of a better word are evil we've come to act two of our program the human cost what do you do with the villains who enjoy ruining innocent lives the villains who will not be reformed
5: look it's like i always say the only way to stop a villain is to make them to ah, wait what do i say Something about killing them. This is Hank
1: Pallas, one of the most notorious vigilantes of all time. He was banned from the Heroic Legion in the early odds for his trademark technique for fighting crime.
5: Basically, I shoot bullets at the bad guys until there's no more bullets. Or no more bad guys. Or uh, until I get tired.
1: Most heroic organizations banned the use of firearms after Hank killed six Villainous League members 400 henchmen, and an untold number of innocent bystanders.
5: Ha <laughs> ha! It put a stop to recidivism! That's for damn sure! But what about the retaliation? Hmm, <laughs>
1: In fact, the Villainous League's response led to the largest loss of life the Heroic Legion has ever experienced.
5: I don't regret it. These guys are killers. And they'd be back on the street today if not for me.
1: Hank talks to us today from inside Santa Diablo Prison, where he has been since his quote-unquote justice spree.
5: Listen, everyone knows rehab's basically a cheesecloth. But you look at places like these, these private prisons, they promise to keep the real villains out of circulation. How long does that last? A year or two? Just as long as it takes for some hero to get bored.
1: You don't feel like these facilities are secure.
5: Oh, I don't know. Why don't you ask Babylon? He's right down the hall. Oh, wait!
1: It's not just Hank who noticed the steady volume of jailbreaks in what should be the most secure facilities on Earth. The following is an interview with the superhero Gila Monster, who's been dealing with a surge of supervillainy following the opening of the Saguaro prison.
5: I always wonder why they always have their gear. Every time they're released from rehab or prison, they have their cold guns, their mobile chemistry sets, their cursed voodoo dolls. They kept gold crocs, metal teeth in the guard room. Leaping lizards. Might as well let him keep them on. We were told to leave
9: their implements where they could find them. This is a
1: former Shady Acres employee who asked to remain anonymous.
9: We had explosives, firearms, super science, just
1: all laying around like candy. To ask the obvious, weren't you worried about your own safety in such conditions?
9: I mean, yeah, like sure, but it pays outstanding and as long as we kept the crazies alive, bosses didn't care. So it's intentional? Absolutely. You know Candy Striper and Sicko? I I know her as Candace Stripe, but yes. Official policies to ban former associates from meeting villains, it's just common sense. But unofficially, it happens all the time. Sicko asked to mail Candy a letter and the higher ups posted the thing themselves. You think they didn't see what Sicko was doing to that girl? We we have cameras, bro. Sicko wanted out and we basically held the door open for him. That's pretty damning. Honestly, this stuff happens all the time. My buddy works at San Diablo prison. You should hear what they got up to last year.
6: Before Babylon escaped, Things were not looking good for the Legion.
1: This is Julie Blind who works for Momo Analytics, a public opinion research group.
6: With Cosmos locked up, Legion numbers were in the toilet. After Quantum's death, there was a pretty big bounce. There were questions about whether the Legion could handle big threats without the big guy. I think what happened in New Orleans helped convince some policymakers that the Legion still had what it takes.
1: Are you saying the Legion may have released Babylon intentionally?
6: Oh, of course not. Although, it does tend to happen a lot. Escapes, that is.
9: I'll say it right now, I don't care. The heroic Legion, let Babylon out.
1: When Babylon attacked New Orleans, only one man died. My friend died, but during Babylon's initial escape, hundreds lost their lives. Entire towns were flattened in his wake. The pain he caused is unimaginable. We at the program have been trying to do the math to count the number of lives that have been lost from every escapee from their prisons and every failed graduate of rehabilitation. The ripple effect is too great Consider the death of Steven Singh. How many more will die because quantum is not there? How do we measure the pain of losing him, of the thousands or millions that still mourn the ultimate speedster? How do we measure the cost? We can't. The Legion has. And they refuse to participate in this story, calling these allegations totally false. For those looking for alternatives to heroic legion rehab facilities, we encourage you to visit our website, www.sprpod.com, where we have worked with Dr. McGrath to list programs that are accredited and proven to work. We'll be back soon with more of these American supers.
0: Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. Heroic Legion president Iron Barracuda has been inducting members of the new CAPES program into the organization, but the ceremony has taken a sudden and dramatic turn. We go live now to Legion Tower One in Philadelphia.
7: My fellow heroes, today is about our new members. They have worked hard to get to this
6: point, and let's not sabotage their big day. We have
7: always had people's best interest at heart. I am not prepared to comment on any accusations until I have heard them in full. We are proud of the work we do to rehabilitate wayward robes and villains. Okay, okay. I am sorry, kids. The ceremony is over.
0: We will update you as the story
2: develops. That was Wenling Chen reporting from Washington. Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark with additional writing by Taylor Coriel, Additional producing by Carla Lerner and Hunter Shelburne with special thanks to Brenna Killeen. This episode's full cast can be found in the description below or on our website, sprpod.com. Be a hero to the show by sharing it with a friend. You can help us make more episodes by heading to patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Coming up next... He took over his rival's body for two years and came out a better person. Kelly Close interviews former supervillain Dr. Croctopants about his new book, A Mile in Spider Dan's Eight Shoes. This is SPR. The Fable and Folly Network.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
4: Greetings, I'm Bernard
0: And I'm Magenta
4: You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonnest Mystica Horror anthology Magenta Presents Or season three of Mockery Manor We're everywhere And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks home Because now we have a brand new podcast Wham! Wham! Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. (sighs) That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics.
9: Mm.